Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Today, we have a little bit of a different episode because we have some space news. Yes. So you might have heard already, or maybe this is the first time you're hearing it, but we've got big news about Venus. And this is that we have found our first direct evidence of active volcanism on Venus. So, okay, let's unpack what that means. And first of all, you might be going, wait a second, Arwen. I thought we knew there were volcanoes on Venus. And so yes and no. Let's start with what is Venus? So Venus is one of Earth's nearest neighbors. In fact, it's a planet that you can see most nights of the year or early mornings. It's either out from our perspective right in the evening at dusk or right at dawn. And throughout history, it's, be it's been named things like the evening star or the morning star. And it's very bright. Now, the reason that it looks so bright to us is because it's so close by. In terms of its orbits after the moon, it's actually the closest orbit to Earth. And Venus is a lot like Earth. It's about the same size. It's just a little bit smaller. And it's in the same area of the solar system. It's a little bit closer to the sun. And it's covered in clouds. And those clouds are part of what makes it so bright in our sky. Most of the light that hits Venus is actually reflected away by those clouds. In fact, the whole planet is covered in these clouds. And because of this, interestingly, many early astronomers thought that Venus would be a sort of jungle world, this warm, wet, tropical place. Now, <laughs> it was not that when we actually were able to send probes and land them on Venus to go down through the clouds. You know what happened to our probes? They melted. Yes, because Venus's atmosphere is so thick. It's about a hundred times thicker than Earth's atmosphere, roughly. It holds a lot more heat in than Earth does. So imagine if it was the middle of summer and you put on a snowsuit and a big hat, scarves, fluffy gloves, and then you climbed inside of a sleeping bag in the middle of the summer. Yeah, that's kind of what Venus has with its atmosphere. So not only is it really, really hot, when we say hot, we mean temperatures close to 900 degrees Fahrenheit or about close to 500 degrees Celsius. That's two to three times as hot as you would bake cookies in the oven. But not only is it really, really hot, the pressure is really intense as well. So the pressure is all of that air, the weight of that air of that atmosphere pushing down. You might have felt pressure before when you've gone to the bottom of a swimming pool. Has this ever happened to you? Where you swim down to the bottom and your ears in the deep end, they kind of start to hurt. 
That's because of the pressure of the water weighing down on you from up above. Now, air weighs something too. Here on Earth, we don't really notice it because we evolved in this pressure. We're used to it. We've always been around it. But you could have more pressure on Venus, or recently we talked about Mars, right? Mars has less pressure. It has less air. It's got less of an atmosphere crushing, crushing down on it. So Venus is a very, we call hostile place for life like us. It's hot, high pressure, and it even has acid rain there. So there's chemicals in its atmosphere that although they exist on Earth, there's a lot more of them on Venus. So we could see Venus from Earth and we could see its clouds, but the clouds block our view to the ground. So in order to see the ground, to see what Venus's surface was like, we needed to send special missions. And one of the missions that we sent to Venus was called Magellan. And Magellan was there in the early 1990s and it had radar on it. So it used radar to look through the clouds at the ground. So radar is radio imaging. What we do is we take some radio waves and we send it at something and then wait for those radio waves to bounce back. And we time how long does it take for the echo of that radio to return to us. The longer it takes, the farther away the thing is. The shorter it takes, the closer it is. So we were able to map Venus's surface without actually being able to see it with visible light, but with radio looking through. And so that's what Magellan did. And so Magellan went all around the planet and it sent these radio waves down, measured them and recorded it. And we were able to make a map of Venus's surface. Now it's not a perfect map because this was all the way from space. So it was a resolution of about 120 meters per pixel. So a meter is very close to a yard. Right, so it's just over about three feet. So that means that we only can really see the big things from space. Now, when we looked at Venus's surface with these radar images, there's something that stands out right away. And that is that unlike the moon, unlike Mars or Mercury, there are almost no impact craters on Venus at all. But we do see mountains. And many of those mountains look an awful lot like volcanoes, but we didn't see those volcanoes erupting. Now, we don't know how old some of those volcanoes are. We can make some guesses because we can look at how many craters have hit or haven't crit hit. But we know that the surface of Venus has to be very young because there are so few craters. If there were more craters, we'd know that more time had passed for rocks to have fallen from space. And when we say that the rock is young, the age of the rock refers to when it froze. So the rock would have been a liquid, would have been when it was a lava, and then it froze into a solid rock. So that's when we say the rock was born. Right? That material is actually much older. We've talked about how the material, the elements themselves come from stars and we can you know, trace that back, but that's how old a rock is. So we've assumed, wow, 
there's a lot of volcanoes. We can count a bunch of these objects that look like volcanoes. We can see areas where it looks like there's fields of lava, but we haven't seen the volcanoes actually going off. Now we have some other data that suggests that maybe these volcanoes have been recent. Sometimes we see a spike, so an increase of the kinds of gases in Venus's atmosphere that we think would be given off by a volcano. So there's a good guess. Oh, maybe that was released by a volcano. But there are other explanations for that too. So we can't say that that's proof, right? We can say that's possible evidence, but we're not sure. So we're going to put it in our box of clues. Other evidence that we've had is the temperatures of certain areas. So there's some patches of ground that are hotter than surrounding patches. And our guess has been, well, maybe this is lava that's taking a really long time to cool. But again, we've never seen an actual volcano. So what's the news out of this? Okay, our news is that there is some planetary scientists who decided to go back through the data from the Magellan mission in the early 1990s. Now we've had this data for a long time, right? That's been about three decades or so that we've had this data. But our technology, our computers have gotten a lot better since then. And we're able, to, we have tools now that we didn't have, that the scientists couldn't use in the 90s that they can use today. So these scientists decided, let's go back through the data. And we're going to compare the images that were taken by Magellan when it orbited around the planet once and took a bunch of images to eight months later when it did the same thing and took a set of new images. And so they started looking at the volcanoes and looking to see if any of them had changed. And you know what? They found one. Ma'at Mons. So that's M-A-A-T, Mons. Mons is Latin for mountain. So that would be, if we were to say in English, it would be Mount Mat, as one of the most famous volcanoes. And it's a bit bigger than Mount Everest. So imagine Mount Everest, but it was a volcano. That is like Mont Mons. And what they saw was that between these two orbits, there had been a collapse of one of the calderas. So a caldera, that is Latin for cauldron. And it's a word that we use in planetary science and geology to describe the really big hole that gets made or the, the kind of lake almost that gets made when the top of the volcano collapses in. So if it's small, we call it a crater, but if it's more than about a kilometer across, we call it a caldera. And so what we saw was that one of these calderas had collapsed, had opened up. And because the images that we're using are not like photographs in the same way we think of it, they're, um, remember, they're more just the shapes that we're seeing. We can't tell, but we think that that caldera is probably full of a lake of lava. And so we're quite sure that that has changed between these two different flybys, which means that, wow, this was a volcano that erupted. The collapse means that the magma chamber, 
We call it magma when it's still in the ground, and then it's lava when it comes up onto the surface, whether that's out onto land, dry land, or water on Earth, right? If a volcano erupts in the ocean, it's still lava. But underneath, that means that the chamber that had been holding that magma had probably emptied so that the caldera could collapse onto it. Now, just north of that, there is a field that scientists aren't sure because of the way that the images were taken, where it looks like maybe there's this big field of fresh lava. But we're unsure because it's possible that that could just be look a little bit different because the angle of the image from the air was slightly different and the lighting was different. So we don't know if that's a trick of the lighting or if really what we're seeing is a field of lava. But what this means is that this is the first time that we can say that, yes, this is a sign we see a volcano that has erupted. And so we can say that there is active volcanism on Venus. Now in science, we've got to be very careful. We don't want to jump to too many conclusions to say that there are other active volcanoes. It's a reasonable assumption, but we don't know for sure that this isn't just some one-off event, that all of the other volcanoes are extinct, but this is the one that erupted. It's quite likely that that means many others are. But now that inspires us to look more carefully, and we have some upcoming missions that are going to go back to Venus in the next few years, and hopefully they will have even better resolution. They'll be able to see more details and they're going to be able to see a lot more. And we're going to look at Mont Mons and see what else has changed. Has it erupted again in the last 30 years? Or are there other volcanoes that have? Can we spot it in action, right? In that case, we just saw it between the two fly, those different flybys, those different cycles or orbits. Can we watch it happening in real time? <laughs> All right. Well, this was some fun space news. Whenever there's big space news, we'll do an episode like this where we talk about the space news. And next episode, we'll be back to doing your questions. So as always, if any of you have questions or topics that you would like discussed here on the podcast, let me know the email to email that in. Have your folks take a look at that. That's in the description box. And also, we always really appreciate any ratings or reviews. That helps the podcast reach more ears. So if you've got a chance, please leave us a review or a rating. And as always, dear friends, please, I hope you have dark skies and remember to stay curious. <laughs>